This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a landing page, beautiful gallery, professional blog, online store, it is all included with your Squarespace website. I have used Squarespace. It is really incredibly easy to use everything they say that it is. Start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter offer code CG to get 10% off your first purchase. That's CG. Squarespace, set your website apart. We have great advertisers that help keep this show free for you guys. And I'm hoping you'll fill out a survey so we can keep finding advertisers that speak to you. And I'm hoping you'll do that by filling out a very quick survey at podsurvey.com slash stories. That's podsurvey.com slash S-T-O-R-I-E-S. It'll take less than five minutes. You can keep it totally anonymous or you can enter your email address, win a chance at a $100 gift card. And remember, that will help us find advertisers who keep the show free and who have products that you guys might actually find useful in your life. So thanks so much. Go fill that out. It's me personally asking you podsurvey.com slash stories. Hello, Donald, you narcissist. I know you're listening. You listen to everything about yourself. It's a beautiful anonymous. It's one hour, one fruit basket. No names, no holds barred. It'll all make sense soon. I'd rather go one-on-one. I think it'll be more fun. And I'll get to know you and you'll get to know me. We just hung up the phone and I am... I am, we're bumping this one to the front of the queue. I want you guys to hear this. This call came in. I'm going to give you some background. I tweeted out the number and I said, I'd love to talk to somebody over 50 because, you know, I want to make this show more diverse and I want to shake things up. Most of our callers, they tend to be 20s, 30s. We all know that if you listen to the show. So I said, maybe somebody over 50. And then someone called in whose, uh, whose, whose politics were very different than mine and very concerning to me. But we talked for a full hour and I realized I'm pretty close-minded. I think... I think people with other politics are close-minded. I unfriend people on Facebook if they disagree with me. And I talked with this person for an hour. And my favorite thing about this show, about doing this show, maybe someday else, somebody, some people will look back at this show and they'll be like, but that's what it was like to be leaving the Mormon faith. That's what it was like to deal with a relationship that was stressed out. This is what regular people were thinking about and talking about in 2016. And I've talked with all kinds of people. But I've never had a conversation with a Trump supporter. And this time I did. Enjoy it. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello? Hello? Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm pretty good. Thank you for calling. Sure. So what's uh, what's going on? Oh, uh, not much. How about you? Not much. Pretty uh, Pretty hungry. That's how I would define myself right now. Pretty hungry. Oh, boy. That happens, though. Yeah, she'll have to get something. Yeah, yeah, eventually, eventually. I'm a hard-working, I'm a hard-working guy right now, though, you know? Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, running around, running around doing work all day. That's good. So what, uh, what do I need to know? How's the weather there? Weather's very humid, I'll tell you. It looks like it's gonna rain. Extraordinarily humid. Past few days, everybody in New York's complaining about the humidity, but I like it. I enjoy it. Well, that's good. How about you? How's the weather where you are? Oh, 94 and humid. Oh, wow. That's, is it in a pleasant way, or is that, that sounds maybe a little bit of oppressive heat? Uh, it's oppressive right now. Sorry to hear that. How do you think the world would react if we just talked about the weather for an hour? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Probably not impressed. 
I'd be into it and give these people uh, give these people <laughs> the medicine they need, you know? Yep. We can talk about any, anything, anything you want. We can talk about whether it's the 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 humidity or not. I should also mention I uh, I feel like I've created maybe a little awkwardness. We uh when I put out the tweet for this call, I, I was I was like I, I don't I feel like we have so many calls with twenty year olds. So I said if there's anybody we can talk to is over the age of fifty, that would be great. I just wanted to shake things up a little bit. So I don't know if that's creating a little bit of our current feeling out period, but I just wanted to put out there that I did that. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. Well that's not too bad. Yeah, no. Nothing bad about it. <laughs> so what do you want to talk about? I don't know. I really try to follow uh, follow the caller's lead on this one. I, uh, I generally like to let hmm. them lay, th- lay some things out. Um, but we don't have to. We can do whatever you want. It's your hour. It's your hour. Do you, do you listen to the show? What do you think about Trump for president? How about that? What do I think about Trump for president? We're going political, huh? <laughs> well... I'll tell you on my end, let's see. I'm an artist who lives in New York City, so it's probably not so hard to guess that I'm pretty concerned about the Donald. <laughs> I think both the uh, New York City, both the New York City culture and the artist culture are known for being on the more progressive end of liberalism. And uh, therefore, I think Trump is a uh, confusing nightmare. Um, so that, <laughs> it's just me. How about you? How do you feel about Trump? I like him. You do? I like this. <laughs> yes, I do. This is awesome. I'd love I to I like him because he sounds like he has um, some oak behind him. Okay. Unlike who we have right now. Well, I'm going to let you know something right here. We're going to talk about politics, which I don't really do much of in my work, barely in my life. But I'm going to let you know <laughs> that while we disagree politically right out of the gate, I want to hear you out because I feel like people... One of the things that I have a problem with is right now there's so much like Facebook politic discussion where it's just you decide what you are and then you hate on anybody who's not what you are. And I want to hear why you like Trump. I want to hear why you think it's a, why you think he's the man for the job. Okay. I think he's the man for the job because um, we have never had anybody like him in office before. See, now I so would say that's apparently what-, what we have now is for – for eight years, he ha- hasn't done a thing. So, and I don't like how he doesn't let the military do what they have to do. What do you mean? Especially fighting ISIS right now. I feel like we've been at war for the entire eight years he's been in office. I've been mad because he won't get well, us out of those wars. <laughs> well, how I figure is uh, ISIS is going everywhere now, and if you don't contain them, then we're not going to have uh, United States anymore, that's for sure. But you think, you, so you think Trump, you think Trump's just going to be able to get them? I mean, like, I feel like, uh, I feel like there's a whole world of knowledge and intelligence and multiple countries teaming up to figure out where these guys are so that we can uh, try to contain all this. You, you think uh, You think Trump's the guy to pull it all together? I think he can. He, it's like he's interested in our country. The other guy doesn't ever seem interested in our country. You won't even say his name. You can't even say Barack Obama. Oh yes, I, I don't like him. <laughs> you don't like you don't like his name coming out of your mouth. No, I don't really. No, 
Wow. He, he disgusts me. He disgusts you. <laughs> See, now I'll let yes, you. Yes, he does. Here's the thing. Can I just say this? He does. How about this? You yeah. and me, let's, let's set some terms. Let's set some terms for this call. Because I feel like I'm going to let you know. I'm never going to be mad at you, but we might get in a fight. It sounds like we might get in a fight. <laughs> And I'm okay with that if you are, but I'm never going to be, I'm never, I'm not going to be mad about it. And I'll just say, let's just agree (laughs) to disagree on a lot of things and we'll just talk for up to an hour like any other call that we would do on this show. Okay. Now, why does the president, because I'll tell you, I consider Obama kind of my president, my generation's president in my lifetime. He's the guy I'm most proud that we elected. Right. So you're probably around my daughter's age. (laughs) I'm 36. I'm 36 years old. So I was 28 when he first got elected. Uh, Yeah, she's 30. And she feels the same way you do. You're not into it. What's so disgusting about him to you? Um, Well, since I was a military wife, I did get to see a lot of the military things going on. And I just do not think that he is for our country at all, fighting for our country. I mean, nobody likes to go to war. Nobody likes to fight. But you do have to stick up for yourself, and right now we're being taken over. Other countries just think our country's a, a wuss because our president won't do anything. I got to say, I feel like it's pretty well known around the world that every other military could team up and our military would stomp them. I feel like that's just a fact. I don't know. <laughs> you don't think so? I don't know. No. I, I just think we all, I mean, naturally have to get together and get rid of ISIS. Yeah. The I, terrorists, I should say. I, I hear, I mean, I'm no fan of ISIS. I'm not sitting here saying I'm pro ISIS. I'm not, I'm right, not, right. I'm no fan. Um, right. But I don't, I don't feel like, I don't feel like Obama's like, uh, Opening the opening the front door to the country and give him, giving him a pat on the ass and saying, "Come on in." I don't think he's psyched uh, about it. I think it. he is. You think he's psyched about ISIS? <laughs> no, but but uh, letting the people in, the refugees. Wow. We have no idea who's coming in our country. So you're all in on There's Trump. There's no documentation. Yeah, I am. I am. Wow. Like I said, probably because I got to see all the military stuff and. You know, I just don't want our country being taken over, and it seems like it's really going downhill. It's tough for me. I'll tell you, I always <laughs> here's one thing I always think about when I hear about how we should keep people out is I wouldn't be I wouldn't be in this country. I'm Irish. My grandfather came over in 1928. Uh, there were a lot of people back amen. then. Wait, amen. Keep them out. No, <laughs> amen. My grandfather came from Greece, so. There was, the same shoes. I mean, the Irish in particular. There were people who were like, "Get those, uh, get those pope warp, get those pope worshiping uh, <laughs> idol worshippers out of our country. Don't let them in." They didn't want the Catholics around. Yeah. Were people? Were there? Yeah. Pe- were there people trying to keep the Greeks out? Oh, I'm sure. Well, I don't know. That I don't know. I never paid attention to it, actually. So, as the granddaughter of an immigrant. You don't feel conflicted at all about the idea of keeping immigrants um, out? No, I, I don't feel conflicted as long as they're not the terrorists coming into our country. I think there needs to be a, a halt to that coming in. And, 
get a certain, I don't know, some kind of system to find out who's totally coming into our country. We have no idea. Because the more we let in, the more terrorists are coming in. They hate us. They want to kill us and destroy us. Now, I'm going to tell so you. I don't think there's a problem with halting it for a few, you know, a little bit to get under control of it. Okay. And then I don't care who comes in as long as they're not coming to get us. Now, I really like this conversation because I'll tell you, most of the people who call this show are like uh, are people who uh, just culturally or opinion-wise tend to match up with me. And you and I are very different, very different people. Very right. different in our opinions. I like yes, that. I really like that. But I, <laughs> I really enjoy that. Yeah, I mean, I know where you're coming from because you're the younger de- generation, and you know. And I actually, I never put paid attention to politics until mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll say within the past ten years, because I was raising kids and just didn't have time to do it. That makes so sense. So I've been studying and watching TV, and you know, yeah, finding out what's going on in this world. Can I ask, like, what generation would you say you grew up in? Like, I grew up in the 80s and 90s, I would say. That's when I was, that's when I was coming up and figuring out who I was. What, 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 what decade do you identify with? Um, I, I identify with the 80s. With the 80s. And that was a very— Yeah, I graduated in 83. From college? No, from high, high school. school. From high school. That's cool. Right. And that was a very conservative time. Right. Reagan, did you, you were, you're a Reagan person. Mm. I mean, like I said, I wasn't into this stuff right. back then at all. At all. You so know, it's really, not at all. so recent so times. I can't even talk about that. <laughs> wow. So they've lit a fire. What made you, what, what lit the fire? What was, was there an inciting incident that made you say like, I got to start, I got to start keeping an eye on this type of thing and forming opinions on it? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know. Just, I guess my kids are gone and, you know, I didn't have to think about them all the time that I could concentrate on what's going on in the world now. Yeah. And I just thought it was time to start voting and, yeah. you know, help out, do my part. <laughs> and you said your daughter and you disagree, huh? You and your daughter butt heads about this stuff. Right. Right. Do, yeah. She's 30. Does she go yeah. nuts? Does she go, do you guys yell at each other and stuff? No, 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 no. Well, that's good. She just says, don't get me involved in the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that you say that. And, and, what then, a, and basically, what a terrible person I am for wanting Trump. <laughs> wow. I like, so I'm like, okay, we're not talking. Forget it. I love that you cackle <laughs> with glee as you say that. I love it. <laughs> hey, might as well laugh. Yeah, I mean, that's really all you can do at a certain point. That's all you can do. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I feel like... Better, uh, better than crying. Yeah, and if that's the other option, then I vote for laughing, for sure. I vote yeah. for it. <laughs> I'm going to say, too. That's for sure. We got about 47 minutes left, and I feel like you might, like, if you knew a lot about me, you might hate me. You might not be into me. <laughs> you might not dig me. <laughs> no, I don't hate anybody. Just my ex-husband. Just your ex-husband. Wow, that's yes. that's a uh, that's a revealing statement. And I don't hate anybody, and I'm telling you, I hate him. Yeah, I do. Sorry, but that's okay. That's how it goes. We're gonna, we're gonna get to him. <laughs> we're gonna get to him. And is he? He was your. He was the military guy. Oh yes, he was. So you. Yes. So you're. So you have to be around all the military people, and yeah, pretty cool. Even so, even though you hate him, you're still very, very pro-military. Your falling out with him didn't shake your. Uh, right. Oh, that had nothing to do with you know. No. 
Well, I like that because that means no, that it's a very pure. It's not. It's not. This is not a. Uh, like a, you're not just hanging on because of your family. This is something that you was instilled in you that you really right. believe in. Right. I got to see how much they um, give up to fight for our country. Yeah. You know, and I mean, it was in the Navy. So I got to, you know, and I had to give up things too, basically, raising my daughter on my own because he's out of sea. <laughs> I can't imagine. It's, that's, I, my, my family is not a military family. And uh, mm-hmm. I will tell you, I, I marvel at the sacrifice. I'm someone, I'm, I'm someone who would promote pacifism nine times out of ten, right. who wishes there wasn't war and who wishes we didn't spend so much on, on implements Absolutely. of war. That being said, I still marvel at the sacrifice families like your make, yours make, and I thank you for it. It can't be easy. Right. I wish they I mean, did. I don't want war either. I don't want any of that. But, I mean, sometimes you just got to stand up for yourself. You can't be giving them love and peace and fruit baskets. Is that really? You know? they, I don't gotta... care, they don't care about the fruit baskets. <laughs> Wait. I don't think I don't think there's any world in which our strategy in the Middle East has involved giving people fruit baskets. Seems to me like for the past 15 years it's been an aggressive strategy of dropping bombs and um and using robots in the yeah. sky, using robots in the sky to descend upon neighborhoods and kill people often with great collateral damage that only creates bad feelings and resentment towards America. Right. That's just I'm my, just talking about like with ISIS right now. I still don't you know, think we can say it's love, a fruit basket. Yeah, I and mean, that's how we feel. I mean, my son and I feel the same way, and he's only twenty. Really? So you, you feel that was like, his same. You, yeah. you feel like we're coddling ISIS? Uh, well, no, I'm not saying we are, but it seems like um, that's what they want us to do. Like, oh, let's give love and peace. They don't want love and peace from Americans. They hate us. So, you know, it's like we can't go over and give them hugs because we'll just chop our heads off. So you have to apparently do something else because they don't love us. They hate us. Well. And they want to destroy us. I do wonder. I, I tend to think when I think about this stuff, I tend to think very hard about how there's not really like supervillains and superheroes in this world. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like, you know, it's not like Transformers with the Autobots and the Decepticons or G.I. Joe and Cobra <laughs> or any number of pop culture references where it's yep. just good and bad. Like, it seems to me like there's a, there's got to be a middle ground. And I got to wonder why. Right. I, I, I'm, I'm not blaming America and I'm not blaming France, who has been attacked so many times. I'm not right. blaming the many places um, where this has happened. But I, I, I often wonder why do these people hate us? What can what can right. we do as individuals and as a culture to um, to discourage that hate and eliminate and erase that hate? And I just don't. I feel like when they, when 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 somebody drives a truck through a crowd in France, and that's one mm-hmm. in, one individual human being, feels to me. Right. Like the worst thing we can do is go and drop a bunch of bombs from drones that are like terrifying sci-fi robots, and then the drones accidentally kill a kid, and then everyone who was in that kid's family or that kid's particular village or town or city now has more reason to resent America. It seems like to me that's what they want. They want us to react with violence. They want us to react with knee-jerk attacks and that means that oh, right. one one asshole who rented a truck 
can can then fan these flames. That's just me. That's my opinion. I don't know how you right. feel about that. Right. Oh, yeah. You know what? Let's go ahead and, and take a break because politics can get very intense. I will tell you, when we come back, we'll definitely talk more politics, but also you'll hear some very, very human stories that this woman up opens up about. And just remember, politically, at the end of the day, we all just want what's best for our capitalist country here. And you know what? I'm part of the capitalist country. And as such, we have many ads from our sponsors coming up. Please enjoy them, America. I have spoken very openly on this show about the fact that I am not just in therapy myself, but I'm very much a... uh, proponent of it. And I think a lot of people who find the show have heard that time and time again. That's why I'm very happy to be here talking to you about Talkspace. Look, guys, therapy can and should be affordable, confidential, convenient. Those are some of the barriers that allow people to not pursue it. That's exactly what Talkspace deals with. Only with Talkspace do you get unlimited messaging to your dedicated licensed therapist for just $32 a week. Join over 300,000 users who already know that with Talkspace, you can text, audio message, or video message your therapist as many times as you want without having to wait a week for your next appointment. Because with Talkspace, your therapist is always in your pocket or on your computer. And now you can even schedule a live video session with your therapist right from your smartphone. Visit Talkspace.com beautiful for a special $30 discount off your first month. Or download the Talkspace app on the Apple or Android app store Use coupon code BEAUTIFUL. Talkspace, it's therapy for how we live today. Again, if you're someone out there, you need to talk to somebody. I'm a very, very big proponent of that. I'm very happy that Talkspace is here offering a very modern option. Go for it. Visit Talkspace.com slash beautiful. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a landing page, a gallery, professional blog, an online store, that is all included with your Squarespace website. I have used Squarespace. Squarespace really saved my behind when we needed a a well-made website done quick for the Chris Gethard Show, a very big supporter of Squarespace. It's very, very easy to use. Create it simply. It's very intuitive. Add and arrange your content. You get a free custom domain. Squarespace makes adding a domain to your site simple. If you sign up for a year, receive a custom domain for free for that year. That's pretty simple right there. They got all sorts of templates. They got commerce tools if you're looking to run a small business and customer support 24-7 online, no matter how technical or trivial-seeming your question is. They don't judge. Their team's right there, baby. They'll assist you, okay? Go for it. Start your free trial today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code CG to get 10% off your first purchase. They couldn't be making this any easier for you. I hope you uh, go for it. Squarespace, set your website apart. Guys, do your part for America. Boost the economy by spending money on our many advertised products here. And now, let's get back to the phone call. It seems like, to me, that's what they want. They want us to react with violence. They want us to react with knee-jerk attacks. And that means that right. one, one asshole who rented a truck can, can then fan these flames. That's just me. That's my opinion. I don't know how you right. feel about that. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean... I understand your point, too. I mean, I don't want to go over there and kill families and kill people that aren't supposed to be killed. You know, that'd be great if we could go talk to them and say, hey, why do you hate us? It's because of their religion. They hate us. They hate us. They hate anybody but themselves. And, you know, I give it to anybody that can stop it. That's for sure. I got to go on record 
wholeheartedly disagree. I don't think all people of Islam hate us. I don't think they do. Well, I should say all of them. No, I don't mean that. I mean the radical ones, I should say. Not all Muslims, no. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I don't mean that. It's okay. I mean, and here's the other thing. You're allowed to say whatever you want. You're anonymous. Nobody. Right, but I didn't mean that. Fair. No, it's good. I don't want. <laughs> I, didn't I don't want to say that. I don't want you to feel like I'm bullying you into hanging back or like being no, no. PC in any way. Nope. I will say you seem like nope. so, you seem like a woman who's self-assured and not scared to give me the real opinions for sure. No, I'm not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Kept my mouth shut for too many years. Now it's time to open it. That's how I feel. Wow. Wow. I'll tell you. Yeah. I I I personally would probably lean towards giving someone a fruit basket before I tried to advocate <laughs> killing them. That's just me personally. I'm a fruit basket guy over here. I don't I don't know if it's going to do much good. I wonder if we did give I mean, them. that would be nice if we could do that. But. Imagine if we gave every imagine if we gave every radicalized or borderline radicalized person a fruit basket and said with mm-hmm. with warmest regards the United States of America. Don't you right. think don't you think at least some of them would not attack us? Uh, not the radical ones. They would laugh their asses off and keep on going. How has radicalism affected your personal life? Um, not personally, it hasn't. I mean, I should say because of them just killing everybody and they don't care about us. And we just got to calm it down from them coming into the country until we get all settled and figure out how to let the people in. Yeah. I mean, anybody should be able to come in. That's what the that's what America's about. So you're for a temporary ban. You want to get a new system in place? Yeah, just temporary, just temporary. Yeah, just to find out who's coming in, where they're coming from. We have no records. Yeah. They, don't, they don't have records. Because I I hear what you're saying, and I agree. I don't want people getting killed. And you're saying that there people are coming and killing us, and that right. I feel like people in Iraq and Afghanistan are probably saying the same thing about us. You guys just showed up and started killing right. everybody. Yep. Yep. So I don't get, to me, that feels like, it feels to me like a cycle where at some, at some point we have to figure out how to not be at war. It doesn't feel like any of Absolutely. us. I don't get, I don't get how killing and fighting and, and um, eliminating people from being a part of our country stops that war right. instead of furthering it. Yep. I feel like, I mean, that's why giving Trump a, a chance. The people in there now and have been in there, they're for war, nonstop. It's like war, 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 and not trying to stop it, I should say. And Trump, he's never been in this stuff before. And who knows, maybe he can do something. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the people that we have in aren't doing anything. I shouldn't say anything. They're just, they don't seem like they're doing anything and... That's how I feel. I'm going to ask you this. I'm not trying to be condescending. Really not. Just on a very basic way. I, wa- I watched this guy get interviewed. I watched Trump on 60 Minutes. I watched Trump. Do you think he's smart enough to be president? Um, I think he's totally smart enough. He's just talking really stupid. That's, that's his, I guess, thing. He's always talked stupid and arrogant and, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, and that's a- yes, he said stuff about women. I'm a woman, you know, but hey, a lot of a lot of us have said things, and then we went back and said, "Wow, I shouldn't have said that," you know. Yeah, but so, I don't but, know. I just feel like giving him a chance. But 
a lot of people, I mean, people do that every day, but we don't elect them president. Right. I'm a little baffled well, to hear you say that he says stupid, <laughs> arrogant things and you're still okay with him being president. No, I mean, to me, he doesn't act on those stupid, arrogant things. He's arrogant because apparently, you know, he has money and he knows what he's doing with the business. And, and uh, that's another thing I think we need with America is our financials. They cannot fix it. It's just getting worse and worse. So I think we need a businessman in there to do something. And then he picked for VP, you know, a military guy. I think that that would go great hand in hand. Wait, is is he because he picked his VP? His VP is going to be the governor of Indiana, right, Mike Pence? Right, right. I don't know if it, does he have a military background. I have no idea. Um, I think I'm like ninety percent sure he they say he did. Oh, that's cool. I have to read about it again. But. I do like that. Um, I I will say too. You speaking of his business, like his business sense, and how we need a businessman. He has filed for bankruptcy. Mo- oh, absolutely! Multiple and times. Learned from his lesson. Yep. But I don't. I'm finding I'm finding this very frustrating because <laughs> it feels like you're saying, yeah, he says stupid, arrogant things, but we got to forgive and forget. Yeah, he's he's uh, filed for bankruptcy a ton of times, but he's learned his lesson. But it seems like. If you if you're filing for bankruptcy like four or five times, have you learned your lesson? Seems like by right. definition you haven't. Right, but let's. I, I mean, honestly, I couldn't tell you when the last time was that he filed for bankruptcy. I don't. That I couldn't tell you either. I don't think Hillary Clinton has ever filed for bankruptcy, though. Um, no, but uh, between the two, there's no way I could vote for her. Okay. No way whatsoever, because with her, what she did in Benghazi is absolutely disgusting. If her daughter was over there asking for help, everybody be over there. Everybody be over there. You go, everybody go. Within, nothing, nothing. And I don't just get that from hearing it. I still have a lot of friends in the military. Went from the Navy to the Army, you know. And we talk almost every day about this, and their hands are tied, so tied now that they just can't do anything. They can't do anything. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it's disgusting. That's disgusting that she let him die without letting the people go over that were supposed to go. That's disgusting. I can't say that I've done too much research on, on Benghazi personally, but I do right, right. very much trust your sense that the uh, people, on, people in the military are not psyched right. about how it went. I did, I will tell you, I just, right. I just looked it up. We were saying, like, when's the last time Trump went bankrupt? It was 2009. Right. Right. It was 2009. That's not that okay. long ago. No, it's not. That's single digits. Right. I don't know if I personally am comfortable, <laughs> comfortable electing a man based on his business acumen when he's been bankrupt within the past decade. Handing him right. the reins of the world's largest and most influential economy, personally. Right. Personally. But who's our who's our alternate? I'm going to say something that's going to make you mad. I like Hillary. Oh well, I'm, I mean that's fine with me. <laughs> I'll tell you. The only reason I don't like her is because she nonstop lies. And when's the last time she lied? Probably yesterday. Probably. I mean nonstop. Yeah. And everybody, it, she's caught in lies nonstop. And it's no big deal. 
He had, because she's a Clinton. But Trump is too. I mean, Trump will literally give an interview at 11 in the morning and then say the opposite thing at 12.15. I mean, that's fine with me. He's not, I mean, whatever about him. Wait, but, but you can't say Hillary's- in charge. But you're saying Hillary's a liar and that's what you hate, but it's totally fine if Trump lies. No, I mean, like, um, I just think it's bizarre, like, that she said about her electronics. She only had one that she used. And, and there, there's all the pictures flashing around, like, yo, you got five, six of them. I don't know how many more you have. And deleting all those emails, why would you delete them if there was nothing in them? Hey, it's, it's shady. I, I'll tell you, I have a friend named Tim, Tim Dillon. He's a comedian, and he once said to me, he was like, I actually like Hillary because she's a crook, and she doesn't really try to hide it. <laughs> and that's how stuff gets done in yeah, politics. <laughs> I think kind of feel like that is how stuff that's gets true. done. I liked Hillary better than I liked Bernie, and I'm I'm cut. I'm yeah, supposed to like right. Bernie. I, I'm like a... I'm like an artist living in New York right. City in 2016, but I didn't right. think any of it was realistic. I thought the ideals were beautiful, but I couldn't see how it gets done. But I, I feel like Hillary's the type of person that'll pull a senator behind closed doors and be like, "Hey, fucko, we're gonna do this my way," and uh, I'll give, yep. I'll give oh, you, yeah. a, you'll get, you'll get some, uh, you'll get like a wind farm off the coast of your state if you give me this healthcare right. thing I want. I like her because I think she's, right. she's gonna make some shady backdoor deals and get stuff done. She crook, right? I like it. No, that's good. I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, we need somebody um, with balls, and she certainly has them. Yeah, that's, that's for true. sure. And I think she's going to be out for revenge on Bill Clinton, and I, I like it. She's going to want to have a better legacy than he had because he did her dirty. Absolutely. I think she's going to be real motivated <laughs> to be good at pre- being president because yeah. she's going to want to smoke his reputation because oh of all that stuff he pulled on her. Oh, absolutely. So did you grow up in a military family? Did you grow up in a military family or just marry into one? No, no, married. Wow. Got married at 18 and went to Northville, Virginia. Wow. And was that a major life shift for you? Oh, yeah. What was your, what was your (laughs) childhood? Yeah. What was your childhood like? Were your parents conservative? Um, well, my father died when I was two. So that one, I wouldn't know. My mother... She, to me, she was just too busy trying to raise three kids and support them and, you know what I mean, to even think about that stuff. So I've never heard anything about politics growing up. Nothing. Yeah, so, that's fair. I just like to, you know, with the military people, listen to what their concerns are and the help that they're not getting. And they get paid peanuts for what they do. Yeah. Just like the police. So. And you, uh, so it's uh, just piecing it together. Your, your dad died. was very sad. I'm sorry to hear that. And then it sounds like your right. mo- mom was fighting hard. So it sounds like it was, it was right. not the easy, not the easiest upbringing, huh? Oh, no. We're, I mean, we didn't have money. You know, I thought we had money. I mean, because I don't know. I just thought I, we did, but we didn't. My mom struggled all the time when I look back at it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you got married right at 18, huh? Yeah, biggest mistake of my life. <laughs> How come? Can I ask what went Best down? Thing I did, I would do, oh, he was um, mentally and physically abusive, and I couldn't get away from him. Oh, I'm really sorry about that. It took me 25 years to get away. Really? How he, long had he told you? told me he would take my kids. Oof. And he would hurt my family. 
Oof, that's a nightmare. I'm so, sorry you had to live through that. Yeah. So, I mean, I know a lot of people say, hey, there's always a way to get out. No, there wasn't for me a way to get out. Yeah. Because something would have been done to my family, and he did take my son from me. Wow. How, uh, yeah. how long were you married before you realized that stuff was seriously wrong? Oh, dear God. Um, right away, I started seeing something, like I'll say six months later. I mean, I was 18. What did I know? And, and I'd be like, oh, you're not spending, you know, time with me or whatever. He goes, I don't have to do that anymore. I'm like, what are you talking about? I got you now. That's when I knew I was in trouble. Yeah. Right then. And was it real lovey-dovey when you guys were dating as kids? Oh, yeah, yeah. How long did you date? And then, um, let's see. Actually, we've known each other since I was 14. Wow. So, met in church. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So you were like so, you were like high school sweethearts then. Yes. Yes, yes. Wow. And then he just flipped yeah. a switch and he turned into a bed. Totally. Wow. Totally. Oh my god, I'm sorry. It That's- was crazy. I mean, you hear other people say that, but you know, it's crazy. And then he got a hold of my son and he did the exact same thing to him and I couldn't help my son get away from him. Oh my so, god. Actually, he beat him up a year and a half ago and my son ran out of the house and never went back. Well, thank God he got out of there. Absolutely. And there was no, like, the police. You the, know, the pol- it was sad. <laughs> yeah, it sounds brutal. I'm so sorry. And the police and the courts, they couldn't help, huh? It was pathetic. Well, his brother was the um, fire marshal Redding, and the other one, his other brother was a deputy. Mm-hmm. So that had a whole lot of, to do with it. Oh, so they were. Because they certainly wouldn't take a child away from a woman that, Never did a thing. Stayed home, homeschooled her children, took care of them, and the husband did nothing. But that's how it goes. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, you are you you have fought uh, you have fought through a whole life a, a, a whole lot in your life and uh, absolutely yeah absolutely yeah. So and I was never allowed to open my mouth with him. So now it's like. Eh. I What's like, going to hurt open my mouth now? You know what? I will say this. <laughs> Just my opinion. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you something. I have disagreed with almost <laughs> everything you have said today. But that being yep. said, I am fucking psyched that you're allowed to say it and that you're bold and you want to say it and that you're catching up on your right to say it. I love that part. I love it. Me too. Thank you. Of course. Can I add, Is it okay <laughs> if I ask more questions about that situation? Oh sure, that's fine with me. How did you How did you finally get away? It's, it seems like you spent like, I mean, you, you said twenty five years you were married. I would imagine after a yeah. certain point you feel like, well, this is what it is. I'm gonna take a break. This call, a lot of extreme politics, a lot of extreme stories of personal life, a lot to digest. So we all need a second to do so. And I think a great way to digest is to just uh, sit back, relax. And let me tell you about some of our sponsors. There's got to be a better way to mail and ship stuff, because going to the post office takes up too much time and can be an expensive nightmare. Leasing a postage meter can also be an expensive nightmare. Turns out there is a better way that's not a nightmare at all. It's stamps.com. Stamps.com, you buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or package right from your desk. Use your own computer, use your own printer, all the things that you're used to and comfortable with. You even get special postage Discounts that you can't find at the post office. Plus, 
Stamps.com, it's more powerful than a postage meter at just a fraction of the cost. I know my, my wife lately, she, she's in a band. They, they put out, she's constantly she's putting vinyl and these mailers running back and forth to the post office. No more. Stamps.com, they make it all so much easier. You save 50% compared to a postage meter and avoid all those soul-crushing trips to the post office. Right now, sign up for Stamps.com. Use my promo code BEAUTIFUL for this special offer. You get a four-week trial. You get a $110 bonus offer, including postage and a digital scale. That's a whole lot right there. That's really great. Go to Stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage. Type in BEAUTIFUL. That's Stamps.com. Enter BEAUTIFUL. You guys hear that? me working on my spray tan like donald trump this woman's favorite american let's hear more from someone who has a different perspective than mine enjoy the call how did you how did you finally get away it's it seems like you spent like i mean you you said 25 years you were married i would imagine after a certain point you feel like well this is what it is that's how i felt i'm never getting out of the hole so i better make the best of it what changed what triggered you to finally get out what happened is my health changed and I figured I never wanted this man to take care of me when I couldn't move anymore. So I had to get rid of him. Wow. So when I was, um, when I was pregnant with my son, he never helped with anything. So I had to crawl around the house on my hands and knees cause I couldn't walk and go up and down the steps doing laundry. With my daughter helping. Yeah. It wasn't pretty. <laughs> no. I mean it sounds like a yeah. it sounds like a you know, I'm not I'm not I, I don't I don't wanna like say anything that might trigger bad stuff, but it, it sounds like oh, no. ab- abuse to the point where it was almost like you were being held like captive oh, I to was. a degree. I was. Like a, I wasn't even allowed if he didn't want me to go to work, I would sit he'd make me sit in the chair and I wasn't allowed to go out. And he didn't just do it to me, he did it to my daughter. And when my son was with him, he was doing that to him. Oof. Yep. That's not, that's not. And when you, you said before you were like crawling on your hands and knees, was that related to your health yeah. problems or? Um, at that time I was pregnant, something happened to my back and my legs wouldn't work. And he was so still making you do all this labor. And like, he did everything. And of course he didn't, so. Laundry had to be done, so there I was, crawling up and down the steps. He wasn't going to help. My God. That's a bad person. I hope he gets his someday. Oh. He, yes, it is. <laughs> wow. And what did you just say? Yeah, it's, it's, did you have to just take off one night, or did you say, I'm out of here? Um, I kicked him out, finally. It was my house. Really? You, the house was in your so, name? Right. Thank God, because I got it from my family. He always wanted to get his name on it. And I just kept making excuses. I was like, no way, if I ever get a chance, you know. So I told him to get out, and it took him two months to get out, finally. Wow. So then he walked out the door, I had people put new doors on. Yeah. Locks. Has he tried to come back? Um, he tried to come back, like, three days later, tried to get use his key. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, I got everything changed. <laughs> and begging me to come back. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And how long has he been well, out of the picture you. now? How long has he been gone? 
It's actually 10 years. Hell yeah. In September 29th, 10 years. That's good. I'm so happy to hear that part. Yes. That's a huge weight off the shoulders. Me I'm too. So, so sorry you had to deal yes. with all that. Right. I, I mean, I didn't mind so much about myself. It was my kids, you know. They're it. So his entire family has nothing to do with my children whatsoever. They believe him and don't believe the kids. Wow. And how so, how did he get your son? Uh, go, just going to court lying. Uh, I mean, just lying about anything. So you, I could sit there and have proof in my hand with letters from doctors, everybody. That judge didn't, you know, it was fixed. The judge would just, like, not even look at this stuff. Okay, yeah, he can go live with his dad. And he was brainwashing my son, naturally, from the age of 10 to 14. That's when he left, when my son was 14. So that's when he got him. Wow. I mean, it's not. So, I, I would. I should. I. I, would, I feel like you're. You're the one who needs the. Who deserves the fruit basket? That's like. Uh, <laughs> you fat ass. Uh, yeah, life's hard sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And thanks. I'll tell you. Yeah. Thanks for. Uh, thanks for telling me about that painful stuff. I know that must not be easy to talk about, but hearing that you got out, and hearing that even after that many years that was possible, I bet that that's a. Uh, I bet there might be a couple people out there listening to this who maybe feel like they're in a situation they can't get out, and you did. So good on you, and I hope it helps some people to hear about that. Right. That's what I hope. Yeah. It's bad. I don't wish bad things upon upon people, but then you hear about a guy like that, and you're like, man, I hope that guy, yeah. uh, I hope that guy eats some shit in his day, because it sounds like he certainly gave out his fair share. Oh, absolutely. He gave out a whole bunch. So since then, I lost my house, and... Don't have a penny to my name because I've been applying for a disability for five years now, and they just keep denying me and denying me. Yeah. If I was a drunk, I'd get it. If I was a drug addict, I'd get it. But not me. <laughs> well, I got to say, for someone who's had the experience with the court system that you've had, for mm-hmm. somebody who's had the experience now with the... Uh, disability system that you've had. I can, I can see why maybe you want to shake things up with the American government. I can see that perspective a little bit right. more than I did before. Yeah. <laughs> you've certainly earned the, right, earned the right more than most to be like, this shit's uh, broken. Let's try anything <laughs> different. If there's anybody who has earned the right yeah. to be like, I'll try anything different than it has been. It sounds like it's you. Yep. That's how I feel. But here's the thing, and I hope this isn't insensitive, Sounds like your husband was a real bully. It sounds like he was a bully at the end of the day, such a bully. And then it seems to me like Trump is just like an asshole bully. He strikes me as a real bully. Right. Doesn't seem like there's much right. that's compassionate I, I, or human about him. I don't know. I think that's his, I don't know, persona he puts out there. And he has to change it. Yeah, I hope he does that I soon. Know. I hope he does that soon because I get scared thinking yeah, about no. it. I don't want to give that guy a nuclear bomb. That guy, I can't give that guy a nuclear <laughs> bomb. <laughs> oh, God. That's true, but I don't know. Like I said, the alternative for me, forget it. Wow. I, There's no change in your mind. I'm not I'm not going to sit here and change. You're not, your mind's not no. changing. Oh, no. Nope. Hmm. No. November, you know you're pulling that lever. There's what oh, would, you know it. What would have to happen between now and November for you to change your mind away from Trump? Like if he what if he like uh 
intentionally hit someone with a car and then went on TV and bragged about it. Would you still vote for him? No. Okay, okay. So it's less than that. I wouldn't um, wouldn't vote for her either. You wouldn't? You just abstain at that point? Absolutely. What What if he backhand slapped someone on the face on TV? What if an interviewer asked him a oh, question he didn't like and he slapped him in the face? Would you vote for him then? Absolutely not. Wow. I feel like he's come yeah. pretty close to it. Like, I mean, if I see that, naturally I'm not going to vote for him, but I've never seen him hit anybody. What about, <laughs> but what about, what about that time? Here's the one that kills me. What about when he mocked mm-hmm. that reporter who had the disability? Did you see that one? It's pretty, yeah, that's disgusting. It was rotten. It was rotten. I mean, that's, that's disgusting, yes. Right there, I'm like, I, that guy's just a bully. I can't vote for the bullies. Yes. I spent my whole life dealing with yes. bullies. Not, I and mean, you've spent your life dealing right. with worse bullies. I can't support the bullies. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Got to do what you got to do. Did you like him even from the primaries? Mm-hmm. Like, right out of the gate, was Trump your guy? Uh, yeah. Just as soon as I heard, I mean, you know, naturally, you know him from the casinos and all that stuff. I just thought right away, okay, this guy has balls. And we need somebody in there with balls because Obama doesn't have any. Wow, you said his name for the first time. You actually said the word Obama. I know, I, I did. I feel like that's <laughs> I feel like we I've I personally feel like I've made some uh some progress. <laughs> next you'll even be referring yes, to next you'll even be referring to him as President Obama. You'll actually be putting the title in oh, front of no. him. Never. Nah, no. Um, <laughs> Never. I don't know why it just won't come out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. For some it. reason, it just won't. I don't know. How are your kids doing now? How are, how are your kids feeling? Uh, great. That's uh, good. My daughter uh, graduated from college, and now she's getting her master's degree in psychology. That's awesome. And my son actually starts school in, in August to be a mechanic. So... Wow. I'm proud of both of them getting out of that situation and moving on. Yeah, I mean that's uh that's remarkable. That's remarkable to have Absolutely. To, to have two kids who who land on their feet when they've clearly lived through some real chaos. That is uh yep. That's really that's really really remarkable. That's all I could have hoped for. Yeah, I give you right. all the credit in the world cuz that means you must have been incredibly strong for <laughs> them cuz I, I it, se- it seems oh, yeah. to me like they have every reason to uh, to to right. not achieve if, if if they wanted to, and it sounds like you've really right. given them a foundation. Right, I was the mom and their dad, so and they both know it. It's incredible. And is your your husband's yeah. not involved? He doesn't he has no involvement in your kid's life at this point. Your ex husband. He hasn't talked to my daughter in ten years, and he shunned her, and um, and now my son's shunned from the family. Which you know, my son's like. Hey, I saw how they are, Mom, you know, the family. I said, I was hoping you would. Wow. You know? Wow. And he, he found out how they are, and that's it. Wow. Must so, have been so hard to have your kids separated for that long. Oh, my God. Worst thing in my life. Yeah. When they took my son, I, was, I mean, that was the worst thing in my life. So they gave him custody of your son, but he he, he didn't even want custody of your daughter? No, she was old. She was old enough when I finally kicked him out. I, I couldn't have went through it with two of them. Yeah, she was twenty. Oh wow! Oh, okay, and he was ten. I got it. Yeah, got it. Didn't help her with college. Nothing. That was it. Never heard from him again. So you and her just teamed up. She got through college, getting that master's degree now. 
She's going to be a doctor, huh? Absolutely. Hopefully she keeps on going. Yeah. It sounds like, I mean, to get, even to get into graduate school, that means you're committing pretty hard to it. That's, that's awesome. Right. Sometimes I feel like I didn't do enough and I still can't do enough because I guess I'm, you know, have no money to help out now. And, but my son talks to me and says, Mom, we wouldn't be where we are without you now. Yeah, that must be. When your son says like, that. Well, that's true. That must, uh, that must mean so much. That must really hit you in the gut to hear oh, yeah. that, huh? Awesome. <laughs> they had a hard life, that's for sure. But thank God they're doing good now. Yeah, it sounds like you really held together a, a potentially sinking ship there for them. And it's a... Uh, and they know I would never give up on them. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. What are you going to do if Hillary does get elected? What can I do? <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> Nothing I can do. Would you agree that, like, someone from your perspective who likes Trump, if Hillary gets mm-hmm. elected, you're going to freak out less than I am if Trump gets elected? Trump is far more concerning <laughs> to me than Hillary is to you. True or false? <laughs> yeah, I know. Trump seems like a guy that would have oh. actively picked on me in high school. Right, right. That's true. But you never know. Maybe he was the one being picked on in school. I don't know. I don't know. He had a, he had a, he had a lot of money back then. Who knows? I, can't, I mean, I can't put words in his mouth, but I would be shocked. <laughs> I would be shocked to find out that he was right, the underdog right. back in the day. It sounds like he had a pretty nice, right. he had a pretty nice life from what I <laughs> What I've heard. Just because you have money doesn't mean everything. Well, that's another thing I don't get. Just to to be to put it on the table. Here's something that I think would be so fascinating for people to hear. Because again, and what do I? Know? I'm a northeastern liberal. You probably don't like people like mm-hmm. me in general. The the broad. We're getting along. I think you probably like me based on this phone call. Northeastern. I like everybody. <laughs> sure, but when you the phrase northeastern liberal has probably come out of your mouth in a negative way at some point, right? <laughs> Uh, no, never said it. Here's my question. You are someone, you've said you don't have much money. You've said you're a hardworking fighter. Mm-hmm. You've said you're basically yeah. raised two kids on your own, had to be their mom and their dad. He seems like the ultimate yeah. example of a rich asshole. <laughs> and I, get, I, get, I, I do get the sense that a lot of his support is from working class people and lower middle class people. Right. And I, I, right. I, I grew up very working class identify with it right I'm very very surprised that the working class has embraced a guy who literally builds golden buildings seems like the type of people that the working class in my experience growing up did not respond to well at all when I was a kid in my neighborhood it was an Irish Catholic neighborhood nobody had money we did not like rich kids we did not like rich rich kid was an insult we used to say, we, I grew up in yes. North Jersey. We used to say, if, like, if we found out a kid's dad worked in Manhattan, we'd be like, what, you think you're better than us? You fucking city kid. Right, like, your right. dad's a city person. We didn't <laughs> like people with money as a rule. I'm so shocked right. that he has managed. Can you explain it to me from the perspective of someone who is working class? How did he, because generally the working class doesn't like the rich, right? Uh, usually they don't. I mean, I'm not like that, but usually they don't. Um, I just think when you're in that situation and living the way we are now, how things are going down, we just need somebody else to see if they can do anything. 
That's how I feel. Sure. I get it. So I'm just, he, you know, he's fresh a, stuff in there, I should say. He's a man who flaunts his wealth and he's like tan and he wears like suits that don't quite fit, right? <laughs> he seems like the ultimate example of a gross, rich <laughs> jerk. He just seems like a gross, rich jerk. Yeah. You don't. Well, maybe we need a jerk in there. <laughs> you don't necessarily disagree that he's a jerk. You don't disagree. Oh, yes. Yes, and he's orange and, you know, all that. He's an but orange jerk. You don't disagree. He is. Wow. <laughs> Fascinating. Yes. But you just like him. Your but, gut instinct says, no, let's go for him. Yep. <laughs> yep, we need a different jerk in there to try something else. We wow. need fresh blood. Now, I mean, he can't be any worse than what we got now. I mean, I can't think he would be any worse, but. Fair. I don't know. Fair. <laughs> What makes Obama so bad? Um, I should say the reason I don't like him is when he is on TV trying to reassure the people. He 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 just can't do it. You know, he, he's not um, sincere. I should say he's not sincere at all, and that he just turns me for that. He's just telling us basically what we want to hear or they want to hear. And then he just goes back and does whatever he has to do. I, I, just, I don't know. Just don't trust him. I find him to be a shockingly compassionate man. I don't. Wow. You and me, we just... It, it seems fake. <laughs> you think so? I feel like the guy's had so much on his plate. I feel like the Republican Congress is against him. I feel like... Uh, I, f- uh, I, f- him to go. I feel like he's had to deal with so many shootings in America. There's been so much tragedy. He got handed these wars. And I'm really mad right. that he uses drones. He said he was going to eliminate drones. He uses more than anybody. I'm really mad that Guantanamo's still open. I feel like he lied to me on that one. But I ultimately do feel like he's a, a fundamentally good guy. Right. But you say he's fake. Right. Donald Trump is literally no, spray tanned. <laughs> Trump is literally just spray tanned. <laughs> He's a fake. <laughs> Everything about him is a fake. A spray tan in the hair. So every so so the reason you don't like Obama is he's a fake, and then you admit that Trump, who you love, is also a fake. <laughs> I just feel like Trump, his persona's fake, but I feel like he can do something. Why I don't know. I just think he can. When's he gonna show uh, us and if, if this is the real persona? When is he gonna un? <laughs> when's he gonna reveal this much smarter? More rational guy than your student. Any day now, I feel it. <laughs> <laughs> any day. It's coming on the fight. You think any day now he's going to be like, actually, I have three yeah, doctorates from day. Oxford. I have three doctorates <laughs> from Oxford, and I just never mentioned it. And I, uh, I'm, I didn't. I went bankrupt I'm four hoping. times, but I also. Uh, I also <laughs> have built uh, 19 businesses that you didn't know I was. I actually hey, built both go. Apple and Microsoft and Google, and you didn't know about any of it. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like I gotta give him a chance. Wow, I like it. I like hearing yeah. your perspective. I have wondered. I have wondered what the. And again, this is just me being who I am, knowing where I come from. Mm-hmm. I have. I have wondered what the. Uh, what what a what a Trump supporter is feeling because I don't. I don't. You're literally the first Trump supporter I've actually had a conversation with. This is definitely mm-hmm. the longest I have talked to anybody. I've unfriended a few people from Facebook who were. Uh, putting some Trump stuff on Facebook. 
Usually I shut it out of my life because it drives me. And I'm me. one of those that you would have unfriended. Yeah, I mean, if we were friends on Facebook, I may have unfriended you. But instead, I got to talk to you for you an hour. Have. Instead, I got to talk to you for an hour. Hear where you're coming from. Hear your opinions, and uh, <laughs> and kind of hear how you became who you are. And that's really it's a much better it teaches me that maybe I've been a little ignorant and knee jerk in my own right in shutting out people who have opinions on him because uh, this conversation was much more productive. Well, I'm glad. Do you listen to this show? Do you listen to this podcast? No, but I'm going to start. How did you find out about this? My granddaughter in told me to call this number. Really? <laughs> that is amazing. I didn't know what I was doing. So you're just talking to some guy and you have literally no idea what's happening. I have happening. no idea. You, no idea. Well, we, we've been talking for 55 minutes. You know, this is a podcast. About 200,000 people download every episode. About 200,000 people are going to hear this. Agree. I mean, I don't care, but that's good. It's awesome. And you're, for many of them, because many of them in their own right are artists and I would think many right. identify as progressive, you are probably going to be the most uh, upfront and in-depth Trump voter who's not a pundit, not a TV talking head that they have heard from right. up till, to this date. Well, I'm number one now. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I, I and my like, granddaughter's going to get it. Your granddaughter, yeah. It sounds like your granddaughter <laughs> set, set you up. So, because we, all oh, did. I feel like most of the people calling this show, we got a lot of frustrated artists. We got a lot of, uh, <laughs> got a lot of people that I think are the the fruit basket people. The, most of the right, people right. who listen to this show are the fruit basket advocates. <laughs> okay. What would you say? What would you say to those people? I mean, how I feel to each his own. Everybody has their own beliefs. You got to do what you got to do. You know. That's just how I feel. I'm mm-hmm. not hating people over it. Sure. I get that. It's a real nice way of putting it. Yeah. Based on your life experience, not just political stuff, because I've had fun talking about the political stuff with you, but based on your <laughs> life experience, do you have any advice for the world? Because I'll tell you, you're a strong person, and you've dealt with stuff I've never had to deal with. You've been stronger than I've ever been forced into being. I wonder if you have any perspective on how, how you managed to be that strong after that many years of putting up with it? Hmm, good question. Uh, finally, just, I should say, I got fed up with it and knew I couldn't live like that anymore, so I had to do what I had to do. I didn't have anybody to help me, you know. I had no family left, so I had to pull my panties up and do what I had to do <laughs> and get rid of them. That's an amazing <laughs> thing you just said. And if, there, uh, if, there's any, if there's anybody out there who's in a situation and they feel like they can't get out, you got any advice uh, specifically for somehow them? Somehow you can get out. You just got to figure a way. Yeah. And there is help out there. I was just too embarrassed to ask for it. Yeah, and that's a shame. So. There's so many situations in life where we put ourselves in a place where we, we let shame guide us. And in right. my, in my right. experience, I'm 36 years on earth, that's... Still a relatively young man. I've never seen shame lead anyone any place good. Right, right. And if I had to do it again, um, I would have left way sooner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That must. I be. just thought I couldn't do it. I felt like I couldn't do it. I guess because I was put down so much, you know, emotionally abused. Yeah. Um, so, but anybody can do it. 
it's really nice to hear you're very, very confident now and very strong in your opinions now. And I bet that right. wasn't, I bet that was something that was not always the case. And it's, uh, Oh no. <laughs> yeah. And we've only got, we've only got a couple minutes okay. left. The way the podcast works is uh, once we talk for an hour, it's just gonna, it's gonna hang up. Okay. Gotcha. But I really like talking to you. And I appreciate it. I like talking to you. It was fun. That's good. And I'll tell you, I think a lot of, a lot of the people listening to this are probably closer to my politics because I'm the host of the show, so I set the tone. Right. A lot of the right. people listening to this, they're probably not going to like your politics, but I really think they're going to like you. You know, I really think they're going to like you. And I, <laughs> but I'd say that sincerely, and I think that's an eye-opening thing to remember. We are in a, a right. we're in a divisive world, and a lot of times opinions are put out on Twitter. That's 140 characters right. at a time. It's simple surface level stuff and then we all start getting angry and reacting to it and when you talk to people whose lives have layers and whose opinions come from someplace you don't necessarily have to agree but you get a sense of other people's perspective and it maybe makes you a little more well-rounded as a person to just have that conversation and hear each other out right right just listen to other people and take from it what you can and if you don't like the other stuff let it go yeah, I think that's true. And at the end of the day, I'm going to just reiterate to you, I am rooting Hillary <laughs> so hard. <laughs> so hard. Oh, God, that's fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter to me. Whatever you want, it's fine. Okay, here's my last question about the Trump thing. Here's my last question, and I think this is a good one. Because you keep oh, saying you, everything I've said you've actually agreed with. Everything I've said, you're right. like, yeah, no, he goes bankrupt all the time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's yeah. kind of a jerk. He's fake. He's obnoxious. Yeah. Like, he's good. he's got a bad haircut and a bad <laughs> tan. You've agreed with yeah. everything. And then you keep saying, right. but I really think there's something underneath all that. I think that there's a persona there. Yeah. If he gets elected and it wasn't a persona, how do you react right. then? Well, made a mistake. Just like I made a mistake for voting people in that didn't turn out to be who they said they were going to be. But well, I just want to give them a chance. But if it's, I know how Hillary is, so <laughs> I feel like if, he, if if it's not a persona and he's really like this, he's pretty hateful, and that's a pretty that's a pretty severe that's a pretty dangerous mistake to be willing willing to make, in my opinion. Right. No, I understand. Like Mexicans, Muslims, but, women. He he's put. The, the disabled, like he's put so many people who already kind of have a lot of disadvantages right? in a really, really dark, it's been really dark in my opinion. And we all kind of laugh at it, but it's really pretty scary. No, it is scary. It's def- to me, it's scary. If he gets in, it's scary if she gets in. It's just a little more scarier to me if she gets in. Yeah. Well, I get it. Everybody gets their yeah. own opinion, so it's. We're all kind of choosing which is the lesser of two evils, the lesser of two scaries. Yep. <laughs> wow. It's a scary world. It is. But like you can only do the best you can do. Yeah, and that's the truth. Well, I think uh, yep. it's going to hang up in just a few seconds. So I wanted to okay. say goodbye and thank you for calling and thank you. And, and, and so much, uh, so much, so much love to you and so much. Thanks on, on, on raising your kids and, and getting them out of that bad situation. Well, thank you. Appreciate talking to you.
tell you, I am. I'm, I'm very. I'm very concerned about Trump, and maybe, maybe there's some aspects of this woman's views on Trump or his excuse, her excuses for Trump that are part of what's so scary to me. But I'm going to say this: this is a real human being with a real story. And before any of you guys out there jump on on Reddit or Twitter and start um, using this as a platform for your your political views, the more important thing to take away is that this is a real human being who's been through a lot and who got to her opinions through some through some stuff that's harder than what I bet 99% of us have ever had to deal with. So caller, thank you for calling in. And uh, you and I do not agree, but I, I, I vehemently am into your right to say it and very, very proud from afar that uh, of you that, you that you didn't settle for what your life once was. And you are now someone who's loud and proud with your opinions when that wasn't always the case. It's super, super impressive, and I got your back. Thank you for calling in, and thank all you guys for listening. Thanks to John Delore, Greta Cohn, for making this happen. Thanks to Shell Shag for the intro music. My name's Chris Gethard. If you guys want to know more about me, chrisgeth.com tells you everywhere I'll be on the road, whether that's in the U.S. or in the Edinburgh Fringe Festival this August. I'm there for a whole month. Come on out. You know what else will be really fun? I am so excited to tell you guys that I am in a movie, and it's a movie I'm really proud of. It's called Don't Think Twice. My friend Mike Berbiglia wrote it, directed it. It's all about... The world of improv comedy, which I think a lot of Earwolf fans have interest in. It's about people stressing out over their friend's success in the world of improv comedy, i.e. things I have lived through many times over the past decade of my life, watching everybody get famous while I'm doing podcasts. All jokes aside, I love doing the podcast, and I also love this movie, Don't Think Twice, written and directed by my pal Mike Berbiglia. Buy a ticket. I think you might enjoy it. And we'll see you next time on Beautiful Anonymous. Thanks again to Talkspace for sponsoring today's show. Join over 300,000 users who already know that with Talkspace, you can text, audio message, video message your therapist as many times as you want without having to wait a week for your next appointment because with Talkspace, your therapist is always right there in your pocket or on your computer. My listeners can visit Talkspace.com beautiful for a special $30 discount of your first month or download the Talkspace app on the Apple or Android app store and use coupon code BEAUTIFUL. I'm a huge supporter uh, of making mental health less stigmatized. Anything we can do to make it easier, more accessible, I'm all for it. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. We've been having so many cool conversations, banking up some good ones. Here's what you'll hear next time on Beautiful Anonymous. Wait, were you, are you, were you planning to be a professional athlete? Was that the goal? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I actually, I, I did. I was a professional athlete for a couple of years. In what what sport? Um, soccer. Your professional soccer player. Previous. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. That's next time on Beautiful Anonymous. Hey everyone, this is Scott Aukerman of Comedy Bang Bang. I want to tell you that Now Hear This is a brand new podcast festival that's happening this fall. Get ready for a weekend of live performances and opportunities to meet your favorite podcasters. Now Hear This will feature podcasting titans like me, Scott Aukerman, doing Comedy Bang Bang Live in addition to How Did This Get Made, WTF with Mark Marin, with special guest Lauren Lapkus, Brilliant Idiots, and more being announced all the time, including plenty more Earwolf and non-Earwolf favorites. Lock the gate! 
It's all happening in Anaheim, California, October 28th through the 30th. You'll get Halloween off. Don't worry. Buy your tickets now and get all the details at nowhearthisfest.com. This has been an Earwolf production, executive produced by Scott Ackerman and Chris Bannon. For more information and content, visit earwolf.com. Earwolf.